This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Here we are. Yes, we are. We are back with another Pickle Planet Podcast brought to you today by the Savvy Women On Purpose Retreat that is coming up in October. This sounds absolutely amazing. It's with Melissa Bear and Muriel Bernard and it is happening October 12th through the 14th. That's right. And uh, yeah, they've got all kinds of great stuff set up for uh, women who are entrepreneurs is kind of the, the target market for this. Or if you have a small business, you're thinking of starting one, they're going to talk about goal alignment, strategies, personal roadmaps, all kinds of interesting stuff lined up. And uh, it looks like it's going to be at a fabulous spot. Right on the river in McKee's Mills. I haven't been there. Have you been to McKee's Mills? I think I've well, driven through. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <No>, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a reason to make a stop. There, yeah. yes. Exactly. Yeah, you can sign up for this treat. So you can find uh, information about that on Facebook. You can find uh, the group, the Savvy Women on Purpose group, and uh, find out all about their treat coming up. Perfect. And you may have heard a, another little voice jump in there. <laughs> we have a special guest with us today for the podcast. We do. Hi, Carrie. Exciting. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. So Carrie, Carrie Beaumont is Jenna's business partner. They do grapevine events together. True. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk today to Carrie. Not a great grapevine event. Not a great grapevine. We can. But maybe another time. Yeah, (laughs) we could definitely do that. We could. (laughs) No, we are talking to Carrie because we actually had one of our listeners reach out with this idea for a podcast episode, which we thought was fabulous and totally exactly the type of thing that we're trying to talk about and accomplish here is just the kind of conversations you would have with other moms at the playground or at the coffee shop if you had the time to go do that. Yeah. (laughs) And specifically, the question that was sent to us from one of our listeners was, could you talk to someone about how you talk to your children about being empathetic and respectful and dealing with people that they encounter who have differences from them. And right. so specifically things like physical differences and challenges, especially going into the school environment where you are not necessarily there as part right. of the situation with your child. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I thought of you. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> so let's give a back, a back sure. story, Carrie, as yes. to why Jenna thought of you. Okay. Well, uh, I have three boys. Uh, my twins are about to turn 11, and they're going to middle school this year. And then I have a three-year-old. One of my twins um, is disabled. He has cerebral palsy, um, which is a very scary, horrible word um, that I didn't even know what it meant until he was diagnosed and probably didn't even know then what it meant until, you know, really many years later as life happens. Right. And so for um, cerebral palsy is a very, it's kind of like a spectrum. And that's one thing I do want to communicate about most disabilities is that usually no one disability affects the same person, different person the same way. Like, they're always different. So whether you're, a child has autism, there's lots of different ways that autism presents, you know. So my son had cerebral palsy. That can mean anything from having a slight limp to being completely um, dependent on using a wheelchair. Wow. Um, so my son, he um, is in the middle. He uses, uh, mostly uses a walker to get around. So if you're from the Riverview area, you've likely seen him. Mm-hmm. It's very obvious. He's a bright orange walker. He sometimes chooses to use crutches, and he sometimes walks independently, depending on the situation. And uh, for him, it means, um, luckily, that he talks and 
eats and thinks all the same way that most of us do. He's uh, very typical in those ways, but cerebral palsy can mean you have trouble eating or you have um, trouble talking or you have trouble with your cognitive abilities. It can mean any of those things because it is a brain injury, but for him it mostly just means that he has issues with uh, tightness in his legs. So that's what he has, and so we've been dealing with that since he was born, something you um, are born with. Um, he was diagnosed at a year old. That was my next question. How old was he when he was yeah. diagnosed? Yeah, yeah, so it's usually something that um, is not diagnosed until they have a physical delay or, you know, um, because brain injury is something that doctors still don't understand very well. And mm-hmm. so just because someone has a brain injury, it does not always present the same way in every person like that's just so um the type of brain injury he has now that I have a lot more knowledge basically meant it was like a 95% chance that was going to happen but as someone who wasn't a medical person I didn't understand that which I'm kind of happy I didn't know right that first yeah. little while it was hard enough dealing with twins so <laughs> I didn't need to worry about that yeah <laughs> at that time it didn't matter that I didn't find out for a little while so that's how it went okay yeah wow so what kind of challenges did you encounter when he started school both from you know from the parent side of things and then from the dealing with other parents okay well I'm gonna be honest to be we really haven't had a lot of challenges um and that's I would say because Ben is a very personable outgoing kid so like he tells jokes to anyone who walks by. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, he, people warm up to him really easily. So that has never been, you know, I don't feel like we've had any challenges. And Ben's the type of kid who doesn't really care that he has CP. So awesome. um, that's, for us, we've been extremely lucky. Um, the one thing that I've just noticed, and it doesn't mean it's true, but it's just something I've noticed, is that we don't tend to get invited to birthday parties. so when I you know that's um that's something I mean we have been I'm not saying we've never been invited to a birthday party (laughs) we have I think there's two reasons maybe why there's twins for Mm -hmm. one thing so Jenna has twins you kind of get that people think that if they invite one kid they gotta invite both that's not that way it depends on on whose party it is if they're friends with with both both, of them then by both but if you're only friends with one like especially if your kids are in separate classes at school and they may if the parents do that it's just like having siblings right you can, yeah, you know, invite have, one, right. not the other. So I think there's a double whammy because there was twins, you know, the feeling that had to invite both maybe. And then just because Ben has a very physical disability, it's very obvious. Parent, like, I don't know. Did kids want to invite him? And then the parents went, oh, well, you know, let's invite somebody else because yeah. I don't know if that'll work for him. Like say you're going bowling. Right. Well, you know, maybe he can't bowl. Well, maybe ask the parent, you yeah. know, you can reach out and say, you know, Joe wants to invite Ben to my, his birthday party and we're going bowling. Do you think that would work? Right. right. I mean, every parent wants their kids to be invited to birthday parties. Yeah. Or if their you house know. is not accessible enough or right. something but along those lines. Talk, yeah. But, you know, I guess that's one of my main things is that if you, if your child has a child with a disability in his class or runs across, the, you know, has that in their school and they, it's like the parent is very happy to answer questions about their child. True. Very, very true. Very happy. Like, I would be very shocked if there was parents that didn't want to answer sincere questions on how, you know, their disability affects them and what that means for friendships and hanging out with other kids. Like, that's what we all want. Is yeah, you, for, you don't want the, the nosy, oh, tell me all about your medical no, history. No, right? <laughs> you want to, like, 
I want to include your child. child. How do I do 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 that? that? Right. Or, you know, know, if it's not possible, like, okay, for example, if you're going to the trampoline park, well, I'm going to say, no, that's not going to work for Ben. That's fine. Have Mm -hmm. your party. But bowling, yeah, bowling works for Ben. So we can make that work. So, you know, or like if we, a parent has to go along or whatever, we can do that. So that's why I think this is a, a real thing to know if you're, child has that in their class or school and your child is asking questions it's okay to say you know what? i don't know the answers to that but let me see if i can find out for you because curiosity is a very healthy thing and we want to encourage that so so with having uh the two boys and i remember once you told me that ben is the more independent of the twins uh yeah in a, <laughs> in a way yeah he has a very big personality and um what i like about him is he doesn't care what people think so nothing really stops him Whereas um, his brother is much more like I was as a child and, you know, wanted to make everyone happy and always worried about, you know, being perfect and the best. So that often holds him back from stuff. But, I mean, he's very outgoing, too, in just a different way. And just, yeah, in a different way. Yeah, there's not much shyness in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you find um, them being twins... The other brother, whose name I don't know. Daniel. Daniel, thank you. Uh, <laughs> do you find that, um, does he feel like he has to stick up for his brother in any way? Um, um, I don't think any more than a regular sibling. Yeah? Yeah, like when we've had to have conversations, which is, I mean, part of what's hard about parenting is I've had to, you know, had conversations with Daniel. Like, okay, I really need you to wait up for your brother today. Like, don't, because kids just take off. Like, mm-hmm. this is the way kids play. It's like, if you're at, say you're all at the playground and they're all sitting down doing whatever underneath the playground and then they decide oh we want to run over there to the swings well the kids are all gone and at the swings before ben even has started to move because right. it just takes him that much longer and i'm so i'm always trying to talk to him like you know maybe you can wait for your brother but it's so hard for kids to think that way and i hate to put all that responsibility yes. on him all the time too so i mean he does have to help out and he just i mean he certainly has to do more around the house you know, like oftentimes, you know, Ben wants a snack or a glass of water. Or I'm just done. I'm like, Daniel, can you go yeah. for me? <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. I do that. You know, but luckily, yeah. I mean, you do your brother's seatbelt, please. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, really like Daniel lo- does love to help out. And he is a very, you know, in that way, he does like to do that stuff. And he likes to be responsible. And so he has been really amazing at, at being Ben's helper when needed. So, but, uh, but we try not to put too much on him. Mm-hmm. So kind of a balance yeah exactly so what about parks accessibility at parks well that's tricky because i mean kids there's so many different abilities right so like someone like ben a park is accessible to him if it has stairs instead of a ladder that's basically all ben needs for a park to be accessible okay whereas a child in a wheelchair well set of steps isn't going to do anything for them they Mm -hmm. need a ramp or that they need stuff underneath the playground that the wheelchair can go in and they need a good surface that the wheelchair can work on and things like that so Accessibility is, you know, there needs to be lots of different ways that it can be accessible. So that's how it works for us. I mean, Ben was always really capable and he crawled and things like that. So when he was two and three, we could lift him up on stuff and then he would crawl around. But if you have a child who can't crawl, that isn't going to work either. So it's hard to find. I think it's important. I don't think every park should be the same. So I think there should be parks that, you know, have accessibility right down to like, you know, like wheelchairs and things like that. And then some parts can be medium accessibility. Like it would be different ones. Right. You know, as long as there's lots of different options, then families will find what works for them. That's true. You'll know what parks are best for your family. Yeah. And obviously obviously a school playground is a different ball of wax. It should, you know, work for all different accessibility levels in my opinion, because every school is going to have 
kids with all different abilities, Mm -hmm. right? And then plus schools, especially elementary schools, have kids from, you know, kindergarten to grade five, six, whatever. So it should have all different levels of accessibility. True. When you were taking the boys to parks and things like that, did did you ever run into families who would you know, ask you those kind of questions of, you know, yeah. oh, you know, I, I haven't had the opportunity to deal with a child with physical disability. Um, like. Not in that way. Mostly you'd, it'd be more people that have disability in their life. So it would really be more like they would come over, does he have CP? Because they know it was okay to ask because they have it in their world somewhere, right? They'd be like, oh, yeah, because my uncle has CP. So I, I figured it was the same and they'd ask questions to know because they'd know about it. Right. And never really found that parents came up and asked questions. And I wish they would have. So, like, that's one of my, like, do's. I have a list. <laughs> on, my, on my fancy used envelope. <laughs> Best stationery in the world. Yeah. I made notes. Typical mom. Came, yeah. so, I have, so, like, I did say, like, um, like, what's a great, you know, to jump off there is that you're going to be out somewhere with your kid. And they're going to see someone with a disability. And they're going to ask a question. They'll be, And they might be really sound really rude and awful and say it really loud and point. Like, you know, mom, look at that kid in a wheelchair. Why does he need a wheelchair? What's wrong with him? That's what they're going to say. Oh, like, yeah. That's really oh, normal. Yeah. And so my, my advice is don't be like, Shh, oh, honey, we can't talk like that. Like, that's not, that is the worst reaction to have because you're making them seem like first of all they did something wrong by being curious True. and that it's something bad over there and so it's to not do that it's be like and you I would really almost say it just as loudly as them you know in a sense oh I don't know why that person has a wheelchair probably I would guess maybe their legs you know have a hard time walking but I'm not sure because oftentimes Person could be in a wheelchair for any number of any, reasons. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they could be completely paralyzed. They could be like someone like Ben. He uses a wheelchair sometimes when we go long distances, but he can still walk. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all sorts of a spectrum of people that use a wheelchair. So I do suggest that if you don't know the answer, don't make one up. Like, right. you, know, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't, because they think everything you say is the truth in every mm-hmm. way. So it's, you know, I don't know. And you could say, perhaps, you know, come up with maybe a few different reasons why. And, uh, and especially, like, the best thing to do, especially if it's a kid, you know, an adult, you can just say, oh, yeah, and you can make a comment like, well, isn't it awesome that we have wheelchairs for people that need them? That's what yeah. I like to say. Like, I've always said that to my kids, so, you know, mm-hmm. to try and normalize Ben's walker or wheelchair. It that way. Yeah. You know, it's like, we'll, I mean, I always felt that, that we were just mm. lucky to have all this stuff, like that Ben could have a walker and he could have a wheelchair so that he could do what other kids do. Mm-hmm. You know, aren't we lucky we have glasses and hearing aids and all the different things that help us whatever whatever disability any of us have so um so I try to say that and then if it's a kid and you say it's your kid so say you're out there with your little boy and you see a little boy in a wheelchair or the walker or just walking funny or whatever you could just comment on something that try to bring up a commonality I think it's really important so that, that he's just a kid like you are so oftentimes it'd be like wow, look at his bright blue wheelchair. Because oftentimes kids' wheelchairs are really interesting. Yeah, yeah that's true, yeah. <laughs> it fits their personality. It's like, wow, isn't that a great color? Or if they have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt on, be like, look, he loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just like you do. Or just try to bring it back to, like, he, that child is just a kid, just like your kid, and has interests and all the same things. Like, you know, it might be different how they experience them, but... They are the same as you in a lot of ways. So I try to think it's important to bring back the similarities. So that's what I would try to do. 
Have you seen a difference even just over the last, you know, 10 years or so when you would have been more aware of it in terms of disabilities being more prominent in things like books and media? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, I have some strong opinions on things like that too. (laughs) Please share. Yeah, well, no, I think it's fantastic. Like, I love, I mean, I love the show Speechless. Mm. I don't know if anybody watches that. No. With, uh, oh, what's her name? She's so great. Oh, the dark hair, and she was in Goodwill Hunting, and a mini driver. Yes. Okay. She's yeah, the yeah. mom, and she's just. Uh, oh right! I remember. I remember commercials her, for that her, show. Anyways, yeah. her son has CP, and he's in a wheelchair, and he's. I think it's just so important that. What I love seeing all the disability. I see like Breaking Bad. The son had CP and yeah. he used crutches, for example, mm, and right. and yeah. I mean he actually has CP. Right. Yeah. And so that's the one thing I feel very strongly about is that disabled people should play disabled parts agreed like, yeah you know there's things like that so that's a, a kind of off the topic but yes the world is getting better but i think it's happening for all minorities whether we're seeing more you know uh, gay or color you know all sorts of different things are being shown more because we're more aware that mm-hmm. you know and the, the more our kids see it in you know as they grow up the more normal it'll be so you know i wish that like i think the main point when you're talking to your kids about any difference, whether it's disability or not, is that you're, you have to model the behavior to them. And so the problem is, is that we all grew up in a time when we didn't ask questions about somebody in a wheelchair. We were shushed. We were, oh, don't point and that kind of stuff. Honey, we can't talk about that. And because we feel that way and we feel uncomfortable with it, then we pass it on. So it's just trying to be like, you know, as a mom with a kid with disability, disability just happens, just like everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily good or bad or anything. It's just the world. And so, um, you know, so if you just show that to your kids on a, when you do run into it, like, I don't think it's a sit down with your kids the week before they go to school and talk about disability. Like, yeah, and start listing them all off. No, yeah. no. Like, you know, <laughs> but it's what just, you might encounter when yeah, you get to but, school. You know, yeah, but when it does come into your life, it is, you know, important. What Your words are important, what you say to your children in every, in all scenarios, so... Choose them carefully. And if you don't know the answers, it's okay to ask, I guess. Like, we sent, I mean, I don't know who's listening, and people, but when, when Ben went to kindergarten, we sent a, a letter to the teacher and had described all about Ben's disability and what it meant for him and what he was good at and what he had a hard time with and all that stuff. And then we included, like, all sorts of information about just Ben. Like, oh, he loves dinosaurs and trains and the color red. And and then we encouraged the school. We asked the school to send it to all the kids in uh, kindergarten. So mm-hmm. I went home with all the parents. Wow. And I went go to all the teachers because we felt it was really important that everybody know who he was. Like, I mean, I know maybe we feel about all our kids, but I didn't. I knew that kids would go home and ask and mention, you know, it was a kid with a walker or whatever, and the parents might not know what to say. And so I wanted to give them the words. So that's really great. I would really love appreciate that. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then it gives, it does give you a jumping, it gives like, you the jumping board to talk yeah. about it in a way. Well, and to know what the right answer is right. for exactly. what it is. It's like, cause yeah, if my kids come home from school and say, oh, mom, there was a, like last yeah. year there was, oh, mom, there's this girl in a wheelchair. And I'm like, you don't know. Right, but I had no you concept don't know exactly. as to why she was there. Right. So when my the parents asked, don't I, know, that's yeah, the thing. I was like, well, I don't know. It could be this. It could be that. And right. I was close enough to you and to some other examples where mm-hmm. I, I think I kind of figured it out. What, well, I still don't know for sure what you know what diagnosis this mm-hmm. child has. Right. Um, but I knew enough to say, well, you know, I don't know. It could be this. It could be mm-hmm. that. You could ask. You know, and right. if if 
that student, you know, isn't verbal, if they can't answer, then ask the aide that's with them. Right. Someone exactly. will tell you the answer. I Absolutely. don't know. It's not mm-hmm. a secret. That's no. what I want people and to I, know, too. It's not a secret that your kid has a disability, whether whatever it is, whether mm-hmm. it's autism or Down syndrome or any of them. Like, it's not a secret, usually. Like, you know, by the time they go to school, it's probably, you know, depending, but you've pretty much known since they were a baby. Right. You know, autism can be later, depending. But, like, you know, it's like it's not a secret, and we, we want our kids to integrate well with all the other kids and have friends so we want those questions so. well that's right you wouldn't have put them in the public school system no. if you wanted to keep them to yourselves well, right yeah it wouldn't so, make sense yeah. like you know you yeah. want them and, and you really want them to have friends and you know that so that's it's it don't feel you know you can find out if your kid really wants to be friends with this child then please you know make an effort to help them do that because and that's an amazing thing for your child in my mm-hmm. opinion like I love that my other two sons have been exposed to disability from day one and will never flinch when they go right. in public and see somebody else with a disability because they're so used to it in their life mm-hmm. so that's true and I think um, same thing Sarah had a couple of kids in her class this year and um, I was almost concerned when she like when for school first started because I I again mm-hmm. I was I was taught to shush it yeah so no, I was right. like how am I going to talk to her about this and she never had a question right. there was never that like that's just that kid and that's just that kid well that's how they also so, like, feel they really yeah. sometimes don't have questions about no. it because they just accept everything that comes to them because they're Especially, still so young exactly they're so young that they d- they don't know the difference right so yeah. what does it matter well, it's like, us I mean, that's you know, like it makes yeah. it a big deal you know yeah. like I mean Ben went he went you know he went to Frank Alvazer for all six years of elementary school and all those kids. No one asks questions about Ben. It's just mm-hmm. Ben. Right? It's just him, yeah. It's just Ben. But it yeah. was really cool. They In uh, grade five at Frank L. Bowser, they go away overnight to Camp Wildwood for, um, for their class trip. And actually, Ben has actually gone to Camp Wildwood. We're very lucky he's actually gone there on his own independently. I may give him a helper to you know if he needs it. But um, So he had already gone. And Well, it's actually funny because the vice principal called. So I see you sent in the, you know, the form for Ben to go to Camp Wildwood. And then not that she had, was going to say that he could. Right, she's just right. like, so how do you see that going? I'm like, well, actually, I don't see. He goes there for a whole week in the summer. She's like. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so, anyways, it's yeah. funny. But one of the kids, uh, her, his um, mom came to me at the graduation that they have for the grade five. She's like, he, I won't say his name because, uh, but he did, um, oh, he was so impressed with Ben. He says, Ben did everything that everybody else did. And he's just so impressed that he could, you know, but they were just, but to him, Ben's just Ben. Like, right. it's not anything, but he was really impressed. Like, I mean, Ben did the climbing wall and they Jeez. do a zip line. Like, they help him and like, yeah. they're so supportive there, so. But anyways, I remember the Christmas concert at Frank L (laughs) and like Ben stole the stage (laughs) with his class up there. It was, it was, he was singing the loudest Uh, and he was, yeah. (laughs) So, um. What you else see, what else I got here? What else I got here? What don't we know to ask you about? Or exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, like I said, please, you know, don't assume that you know about everybody's disability. So just because you know one kid with Down syndrome doesn't mean that the other kid is like that. Like, mm-hmm. You know, it's a spectrum too. All of them are. So it's just to be um, not to, to be open and to not think that you know everything because you, you really, you know, it's very broad. And so don't just assume that when you're talking about it. Um, and then I just, I have another don't, I don't like don'ts, but this one is, um, just be careful with your words. Like, so kids are going to say things like what's wrong and they're not normal. Those are words that make parents a, a little uncomfortable. So, mm-hmm. cause, um, so we don't use the word, they're not sick either. Like, you know, so that usually a disability is either born with it 
or it happened in an accident. Those are kind of the two main ways you have a disability. Um, they're not sick. You can't catch it. So what's, the word sick is not a good word to use with kids because they can tend to think that it's catching, depending. Stay I mean, away. Kind yeah, of, like, yeah, I think, like you said, your daughters didn't ask any question when she went off to kindergarten because she was so young. But as they get older, if they haven't been exposed to kids with disabilities, they might not know that, you know, depending on what they've heard and seen. And then um, we tend not to use the word normal as a like, oh, they're not normal or compared to normal kids because it's kind of doesn't means that your kid's not normal, which mm-hmm. doesn't have a very good connotation. So we tend to use the word typical. So a typical child would walk between 12 and 18 months, but my child only walked at three or whatever the, you know, way to say it. So yeah. I, I find have... that one tricky. It is I tricky because it, 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 it comes so naturally mm-hmm. to say normal. Right. And I, I, I find myself saying Even... it sometimes before and then I'm like, Oh, See, yeah, that's I not the word I yeah. wanted to use. But I do the same thing. So, uh, yeah, you know, things roll off comes. the tongue and yeah. it comes out. And so, I mean, I even do the same thing, but it's just about educating, you know, no, if I say it now, it's just another way to say it. Um, you know, words are important. So, it's about, they do matter. You know, we don't use the R word anymore. Mm-hmm. Not that I have to say that on here. I don't think so. No, it's no, not a word no. that gets used. <laughs> I don't need to. You know, it's not appropriate. It, uh, you know, it demeans a whole group of people that have an intellectual disability and it's not nice so right we don't exactly. say that anymore exactly i think most people know that yeah. one um i think that's it like i don't have any you know other big things it's just to you know talk to the kid you know if, if you're out in the playground and your child is asking questions about the little girl in the wheelchair it's okay to say want to go say hi and they might be really like yeah i'd love you know mm-hmm. go say, and go go over and say hi and you know say hi to the parents and you don't have to go into like know what does your child have yeah but you could just be like you know ask you know ask just point out you know the fancy wheelchair or I don't know you don't have to but you can ask questions too so it's not like it doesn't you don't have to go into all of it but yeah you can ask questions that would help your child understand I guess don't ask questions to appease your curiosity yeah but Mm -hmm. ask questions that help your child interact with the child so more you know, what does your child like to do in the playground? You know, or, you know, How fast can your wheelchair go? I keep having the Robert Munch story in my head. My kids absolutely love it. And I can't remember what the character's name is in it. It's a girl and she needs to upgrade her wheelchair. And she keeps okay. going back to the story, getting a faster one and a faster yes, one. Yes, we had that one. Fast yeah. <laughs> yes. In the end, she saves her brother because her wheelchair is yes. faster than the ambulance. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. 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 We, we that love one. that one. So that, oh, that's Robert. what keeps coming to mind. Yeah, like, right. yeah go and right. ask about the wheelchair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. ask about you. Not, so not why you, know. you need to be in it, but right. what, what about the wheelchair is fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or what even just, you know, what do you like? What color? What's your favorite color? And, you know, do you like... Whatever, whatever kids like. You know, Do you live near here? You, yeah, just know. common things to yeah. help them get to know each other that, a way that you would with anybody. So exactly. And then you know, when you're away, like you doesn't mean that you can't ask the parent, you know, out of curiosity, what is up? Because the parents okay to talk about it. I'm very happy when I actually have to say when people say to me, um, just you know, what's up with Ben or whatever. I am very, very happy, more than happy to explain because I think education is important, and I love, I love to tell the story. So. Perfect. What about um, what about a parent that has a new baby that might be thinking there's an issue? How did you detect? Well, we were followed because they were premature um, right. babies. So we were followed um, really intensely from then. Although we, it's a bit weird because we they were born in New York, and then we moved home when they were eight months old. Mm. So just about the time when I was thinking something was up with Ben, we moved, and while. Um, 
the medical professionals down there had used the words like he has a developmental disability. They never used the word CP because they, even in the state, in the states they diagnose even way later. It's often two or three before they diagnose. So wow. never had used those words with me. And to me, as a parent, a person with no medical knowledge, I just thought, oh, he's going to walk, but it might be later. Like I didn't think, I thought he would do everything typical, but just maybe just later. Delayed. No, yeah, no, not, not ever going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but we moved home and I... Because we didn't even have a family doctor or anything. So we kind of have a little different story. So I did have a friend who was a nurse who basically chased down a pediatrician in the hallway and said, you need to take on these twins. And really? Yeah. Yeah. I said, I need a doctor. She's like, I'm going to get you one. Yeah. <laughs> Find you a doctor. <laughs> so she did. And um, we just, uh, it was no problem. Like once he saw Ben, he was like, yeah, he needs to have physiotherapy. And then we went to the IWK for some other testing and then they diagnosed him. So, but yes, if you do have um, concerns, definitely bring them up with your family doctor now a lot of times i'm saying not a lot of times um depends on the family doctor sometimes they're more cautious about making referrals and they don't necessarily know all those things so if you still feel like um they're not meeting your needs i'm pretty sure you can now self-refer to physio is that true think so you can self-refer to a lot of things you couldn't before you can to speech yeah and I'm, I think you can self-refer to yeah. physio if you feel there's like a, you're, it's a wait list. Yeah. It'll be and a while. Certain, but... I mean, there's private physio available as well if yes. you're really running up against issues right. and you had the means. Mm-hmm. You could search out private physio for a consultation. Right. I think so, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else you would do. I think I think it's just important to, to be that advocate no matter what the situation is, right. you need to be an advocate for your child. Well, I think that's the biggest thing. Is don't, that it's, don't it's, give up. Don't no. don't let one you know one appointment where the doctor said, "Oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not." Yeah. If, if you feel strongly, don't give up. Right. I mean, the thing is, too, you can always ask to be referred to a pediatrician. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure your family doctor really can't say no to that request. And then a pediatrician should be more versed in more mm-hmm. specific childhood disabilities yeah. and things and if it's still if you're still in that young enough zone the 18 month toddler assessment yes. that happens here in new brunswick oh yeah I mean, that's that's your time too to be like no no, no i i've been trying to get someone mm-hmm. else to look at my child yeah that's well, actually a really good one too like True. yes you know go through that route so that's through public health that they do the 18 yeah. month mm-hmm. assessment mm-hmm. yes right, which i think is a fabulous thing just putting it out there. I love the 18-month assessment. <laughs> a lot of people don't. I well, love I know. it. I, love, I like understand anything, that. Anything I, I can do to get someone else to look at my child and say, you yeah, know what, good. I think we're on track. Yeah. Or you know what, I think you could help them with this. Right. It's all good in my opinion. Right. And, and, I, and I do believe that as a parent, you know your child better than anybody. However, depending, like if this is your first child, for example, and you're not, you know, sure of milestones and things like that, that kind of stuff is fantastic. I know... Um, because I've been through the ringer with premature twins and been with CP and all this stuff with my little guy, it wasn't the 18 month. He's, he sailed for the 18 month, but when he had his one year checkup with his family doctor, she was concerned about his speech at a year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I'm not saying right. shouldn't yeah. take your family doctor's advice, but I was like, he's way ahead of where Ben was at this age and Ben's yeah, you know what I mean. Like you just can once you've had a few kids, I yeah. find that <laughs> you got a couple under your belt, especially <laughs> ones where like you know we've been through every test and oh, appointment imaginable. I was like, no, and uh, and then of course he's ridiculously ahead in speech at this age. So yeah, you know, it's not. 
It's funny. And they just, being the youngest, having two older brothers, younger kids speak less anyway, right? Like that in my, that's what's happened in our house anyway. So he did for a while. Yeah. Like he didn't have a lot of like those early words, you know, when they're Mm -hmm. like, supposed maybe mama yeah he didn't really but I'm also I think it depends so depends on how you answer the questions the doctors ask because I'm really fussy on what I consider a word yeah do you know what I mean I also kind of know like you know that's not a word come on until it's got more than one syllable (laughs) come back and talk to me anyway well if my sister had the same thing because her little guy they were worried about speech and then because when she answered the question, how many words does he have? She said, well, like five, but she didn't consider like ba and moo and that, which they do consider those words. So, right. And I do too. Right. I do consider yeah. those words, but like, you know, but it was just funny. She says, once, once she got interpretation. <laughs> yes. So I feel like, and, you know, our family doctor was very young and did not have children yet. So I felt like. You know, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna wait another eight, another six months. Yeah. If we're, but that's just my. See how this 18 month appointment goes. Yeah, Yeah. and by that it was all good. But that no, that 18 month assessment is fantastic because it's very, um, you know. But you have to take into account like if your child is extremely shy and doesn't perform well under that kind of circumstance, you know, or whatever. Oh yeah. Well, it's just like the the eye test. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. and and they do. I mean, I know for a fact when they do the eye test, they take that into consideration and they make those notes as to how mm-hmm. old exactly your child is. So they're yes. not being measured against a kid who's almost a full year older right. exactly. than school at the same yeah. time. And they talk about whether the child seemed reluctant to leave the parent and mm-hmm. seemed shy and yes. and all that. They they do take that into consideration for that test. Mm-hmm. But same thing, like it, it's just another set of skills to say, oh, you could work on this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, one of my three children got passed through on everything and two of my others did not mm-hmm. and one of them I was expecting not to get passed through because he has a mild form of CP and I'm like we don't think he can physically do what you want him to do right but then one of the other ones it was like oh I thought you could do that <laughs> <laughs> wait All a second right. here and I was like yeah. okay have we, have we practiced these things we've got six months or more before you go to school right. so okay let's that's also the it. thing with the, a lot of these assessments so you do have to be a little bit careful I remember going to one it's like does he wave I'm like no, but we never wave. So yeah, why would why they wave? Would, why would they? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it has to do with like you have to do that with them, mm-hmm. and it's so, things that you're not thinking about. Like right. mine, was Sarah was uh, scissors. She's like her scissor oh, yeah. works okay, but she could use some work on her scissor work. And I was like, I don't scissor allow work. her to use scissors. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I better bust out the scissors. She's oh. going into kindergarten next month. And then the <laughs> thing they still have this program. I do remember that um, Ben and. When both Ben and Daniel, because they were premature babies, they got to have that program where they come to your home. Yes. Yeah, they were still doing that five years ago anyway. Yeah. And, and I have to say years. that that program was awesome. I, oh, I loved it. I loved it. So she came to us, well, because I had two kids that fit under the, mm-hmm. that qualified because they were both premature. Mm. She came once a week. It was supposed to be every second week, but because it was two kids, yeah. so she came every week and brought, because I was very clueless about what you know, they needed to work on or what you should mm. be bringing to your children. Mm-hmm. Now I do feel like if you have a typically developing child, it doesn't, I hate to say this, it doesn't really matter because they'll get it. <laughs> when you have premature children and you have, you know, other things contributing, mm-hmm. then it is very important that you be introducing scissors and games yeah. and puzzles and 
And oh, my beads or whatever. Oh, my yeah, the little, little yes, beads. beads. <laughs> so she would yes. come every week and she was really great. I really liked her. I think it can depend on the person. Mm-hmm. And she would bring this like box of goodies and pull them out and play with my kids for an hour with these things that I just absolutely hate because I'm yep. just not really into that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, but threading the beads and all those kind of things. And I know that I feel like it did make a very big difference. Mm-hmm. So if you're, don't feel, I guess my point is like, don't feel bad if you qualify for those services no. and say no yeah. to them because exactly. they're really amazing. At least try it. Mm-hmm. If you do yeah. it for a few times, it's like, yeah, you know what, that, that's not for us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fine, but at least try it. Don't turn your nose up at it because you think yeah, that... And it's, it's not you know, meant to be any kind of reflection on your parenting no. and no, your skills. not at all. We're, we're not, you know, no one has taught us these things in school. This is yes. not something you're supposed to right. know. Right. Yeah. So Absolutely. Accept the help that's out there. And yes. Oh yeah, I signed like everything we qualified for. I was like, "Yep, bring it on." Yeah, come on, give it to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and otherwise, it was just—is like, there for a oh, reason? I never would have thought, you know, mm-hmm. to put the books forward facing on the shelf because right. they're drawn to the picture on the front. They don't care what it says on the spine, on the side, <laughs> and that it looks pretty. I'm just gonna go get some piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> All of these things I need to do. <laughs> My poor yeah. little Aaron but, has just been left by the wayside. Sad, you know, because like, I mean, even, well, it's also not gonna like, you know. Yes. Ruin your child yeah. and didn't help That's right. them with scissors before they go to school. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, so now I now have a three and a half year old and I do none of those things with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the last child. Just so thing, you I know, think. it's so, like, yeah. you know, he's yeah. fine. He's playing rough and tumble with his brothers. I figure he's going to pick it all up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I just, <laughs> yeah, but you, I know, like, you know, he's, yeah. but he's also for, you know, I mean, he was full term baby. He was born at the beginning of the year for another, so, you know, we have, he's three and a half, but he won't go to school for two more years because mm-hmm. he's born in February. So I'm like, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I do feel like um, that is an important distinction to make, though. It's like if you, if your child is a, a late baby, mm-hmm. you know, that it may be more important that you do spend time on those True. types of skills because there's a lot of difference between that February baby and a December baby. Well, that's and that's yeah. Aaron is a December baby, so I will have the option to send yes. her at four or send her at five. Yes. And uh, the way I've been slacking, she'll be going at five. So. <laughs> That's a whole other discussion, yeah. I think. Yeah. Find someone. That, that could be a whole topic. Well, you should have a topic on there who's listening, who has dealt with that. And I know in Ontario, they call it red shirting. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they call it here. That here. Yeah. I don't I don't know why there's a term Well, we know it. someone who's yeah. doing that. But I won't bring her, not her name up right um, here. But. but yeah, no, I think, yeah, someone else out there listening who has done that or is going to do that, we would love to have you on as a guest to talk about it too. Because I think there is a lot of value in considering in your child back if if you can and you think it's going to be beneficial mm-hmm. for them but yeah making that decision i i was so so glad that i didn't have to even have that conversation because our premature boys ended yes. up being born in february right so it was like perfect okay they're going to be fine because yeah. they will be that's right you know yeah, yeah. at the you know Five the front and a half end of by the then. class yeah. by the time they go yes because you know they were born in february they were supposed to be born in april Mm-hmm. So it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, had they shown up in December when they weren't supposed to come till February, oh yeah, I, I'm sure I'd be holding them back. Yeah. Well, really? I mean, they're that's, weren't even supposed to be here. Like, yeah. you know, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So. And, yeah. and any child that's in that, you know, December, November mm-hmm. kind of range, they're going to be at a very different level than the January, Absolutely. February babies in their class. For sure. And yeah, so yeah, we would definitely, we should, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a great Let's talk. have another that one about yes. that. Yes. 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 
Yeah, because uh, when you'll have to make that decision, what, come October, I guess, about registration for yeah. Yeah, next so, year. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, idea. we'll, we'll put that one on coming up. Sometimes I think, yep, she's going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we know, actually. We know someone on our street who's, um, they uh, decided to hold their son back. But they did register him in October, and they went through everything. Did the eye like you know? Did mm-hmm. you don't have to decide in October the year before? No. So yeah, I mean you, you do register in October right. and then you yeah. Have so they they did like you know, yeah. and then they waited and still decided to wait because you know why you know let, let them have the in the next year to see. And, and that then. was my thought too was I might register, see yeah. how I feel when she does the eye testing, and if yeah. not so great, then yeah. yeah. I mean, see, you can do all you know. They go in June their little their little mm-hmm. morning and all this stuff. You can still go along and do all that stuff and still decide later yeah. that you maybe not. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Great. Okay. Thank yeah, you, Carrie. You're very welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you love podcasts, so I'm so excited. Yeah. You've got a guest <laughs> on one now. I know. It's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted. Yeah. <laughs> Two hours and hours right. only. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to one more time thank our sponsor of today's podcast, yes. the Savvy Women on Purpose. And the Savvy Women on Purpose have a great retreat coming up October 12th through the 14th. Right, and you can find all the details on Facebook. Just look for the uh, Savvy Women on Purpose Retreat is what you have to put in for it to, to come up. Okay, perfect. Okay. That sounds great. Remember, if you're a woman who uh, wants to reflect and recommit to purposeful living, then they can definitely help you out with that.